Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Your word, O Lord, is truth. Consecrate us in the truth. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus summoned the crowd and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. Nothing that enters one from the outside can defile the person, but the things that come out from within, those are what defile. When he got home and away from the crowd, his disciples questioned him about the parable. He said to them, Or even you, likewise, without understanding, do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from the outside cannot defile, since it enters not the heart, but the stomach, and passes out into the latrine? Thus he declared all foods to be clean. But what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. For from within the man, from his heart, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they are what defile. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. (laughs) Never again did anyone bring such a quantity of spices. I don't know about your littles, but my niece, when she was small, um, she, she, she struggled with the concept of spicy. So the word spicy would get used not just for like caliente, but just like anything that tasted a lot, right? Too rich, too spicy, something like that. The story of Solomon, the story of Solomon and Sheba, which is harder to say than it seems. The story of Solomon and Sheba is the great epic romance uh, strung throughout the Old Testament. It's, it's sort of catalyzed most in the Song of Songs. That's where we remember it. But of course, we get the actual sort of historical bits here in the first book of the Kings. And the most important part of the story, at least from the church's perspective, is that which isn't recorded in the scripture. So Sheba comes from the ends of the earth, from Ethiopia, uh, to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And she stays for several months, perhaps a year, But when she returns to Sheba, that is when she goes back to Ethiopia, she's pregnant with his child. So it looks as though, uh, when this was all originally written down, that everything she took in from Solomon uh, in the text was sort of euphemistic, and that it was pointing to the fact that there was this son, Manelik I, who would go back to be the first Jewish king of Ethiopia. You don't believe me, they're Ethiopian Jews in Israel still, right? So this is, this, this is a really, really important part, not only of their history, but ultimately of ours. Because it's the existence of a, an ex-Jewish community in Ethiopia, which creates the conditions for the Ethiopian eunuch to be riding in his chariot in the Acts of the Apostles, for poor Philip to blunder upon him. Why else would an Ethiopian be reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah? Because he's already a devout Jew. And it's because of Philip's conversion 
of that Ethiopian eunuch that the faith comes to Ethiopia. And so from them, we have one of the most ancient and revered of all the churches. If you've never like encountered Ethiopian Christians, seriously, YouTube this today. It's kind of a head trip. It looks altogether different than anything we know. They're very fond of umbrellas, which I suspect has to do with the sun near the equator. But the reason, uh, the reason they're important for us is because they offer a kind of a window into a much earlier period in the church's history. They have a strong monastic tradition that is as old as ours, and their monks still live in the desert, just like they did at the beginning. And irony of ironies, when you look at the Ethiopian church, it's structured just like ours, and they have religious life and seven sacraments and all the things that we would expect in an historic church. But more than just that, they've preserved this connection to where they came from. The story of Manelik I, of Solomon and Sheba, are essential not only to Ethiopian Christian identity, but to the identity of the nation. This should give us heart on a day like today, in days like today, when so many of us, our friends and family members, are struggling, and when both church and clinic seem simply overwhelmed with need. We cannot do this on our own any more than Sheba could, or that eunuch in the carriage. We can do it, but we cannot do it on our own. The competence that we have, the capacity that we have to do what God has asked us to do is not ours, is properly his. It is itself a gift. I'm not sure how often we catch that. We say this every time we come to Mass, but so many of the words just roll trippingly off the tongue. It is truly right and just, both our duty and our salvation, to give you thanks. The very capacity that we have to praise, to thank, to adore, and to intercede, that is itself first a gift. O oh Lord, you know the many needs your people have throughout the world, and you stir up in our hearts the desire to pray before we know it even ourselves. It is God who works this great thing in us, not we ourselves. And that should give us great courage, because that which we are certain we cannot do, we can't. But he can. <laughs>